Emerging antibody surveillance suggests that many individuals who have SARS-CoV-2 infection do not manifest clinical symptoms. These findings raise concerns for the safety of healthcare workers when the SARS-CoV-2 infection status of a patient they're caring for is unknown. Published case series from New York have demonstrated SARS-CoV-2 positivity in pregnant women without any reported symptoms before admission. Additionally, there's growing body of evidence that the traditional screening questionnaires that are asked of patients as they enter a healthcare facility may still miss a significant amount of asymptomatic carriers. These experiences, alongside the unique and prolonged exposure healthcare workers face when delivering patients, have led multiple hospitals across the country to implement universal SARS-CoV testing for all women admitted for labor. However, this is kind of a controversial concept, with some experts calling for universal testing of all patients admitted to labor and delivery, and some taking still a risk-based approach. So who's right? Well, in this podcast, we're going to cover a published ahead-of-print publication, really a commentary published in Obstetrics and Gynecology, the Green Journal. Let's highlight these key factors of this argument now. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practices because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On May 19, 2020, Obstetrics and Gynecology, or the Green Journal, published an article ahead of print by Tori Metz, who's from the University of Utah. This is a great editorial piece on the pros and cons of universal testing for SARS-CoV-2 in labor and delivery. This podcast is a highlight and summary of that editorial. As the coronavirus pandemic evolves across the globe, there's increased interest in screening and surveillance for SARS-CoV-2, especially in labor and delivery units because of the potential risk of exposure to healthcare workers. The experience from two New York City hospitals at the epicenter of the pandemic has largely driven obstetric practice. But there's critics about these protocols, saying that that population and the number of people in a certain geographical area may not be extrapolable to other areas of the country. These hospitals reported a 15% prevalence of SARS-CoV-2 infection among laboring women with the majority presenting without symptoms. Based on these data, many centers have implemented screening protocols in which all pregnant women are tested for SARS-CoV-2 at the time of admission for labor regardless of symptoms. Now, in this context, SARS-CoV-2 PCR testing is being employed as a screening tool for COVID-19 infection among both symptomatic and asymptomatic women. 
COVID-19 infection clearly represents an urgent public health crisis and important disease to detect in the general community as well as the hospital. This alone may justify universal screening. Also, the benefits of universal screening are clear. Despite no efficacious treatments for mild to moderate COVID-19 infection, which actually violates one of the fundamental tenets of screening, Knowledge of the disease state allows healthcare workers to wear appropriate protective equipment to avoid exposure. It also helps women to be counseled about ways to decrease transmission to neonates. And those with COVID-19 infection can be monitored closely with a low threshold for clinical intervention. However, the decision to implement universal screening is extraordinarily complex at the individual facility level because it's just hard to screen everybody and there's testing capability limits at this time. Testing capacity remains limited in many states. In those states, screening of asymptomatic laboring women should not supersede distribution of a limited testing supply to individuals who actually have symptoms, especially those who require hospitalization. However, evaluation of symptoms alone, we know, is not an adequate screening tool. So there's the dilemma and the complex nature of this issue. But not everybody agrees with this push for universal testing. Navi et al. implemented a screening program in L.A. and they stopped because they found no positive results after testing 80 asymptomatic women. Now, true, it was only 80, but they felt that that was a waste of valuable screening kits when none returned positive. Now, in contrast, Miller and colleagues will publish their study in Obstetrics and Gynecology coming up. Right now, it's a published ahead of print publication in the Green Journal, and this was out of Chicago. They found that there was a positive screening rate of 1.6% among asymptomatic women admitted to labor and delivery. So these authors make the argument that asymptomatic women, even those 1.6%, can contribute to overall infection prevalence, especially because they run the risk of exposing healthcare workers. Much of this push for implementation of universal screening does indeed hinge on avoiding unintended exposures to healthcare workers. This concept is critically important, but it's especially so in settings with very high disease prevalence where the healthcare workforce can be decimated if a large number are exposed. Now, on the other hand, although it's wise to protect healthcare workers, there is legitimate concern for unintended consequences of universal testing to the patient. Individuals with COVID-19 can face stigmatization in society, especially in the setting of childbirth, in which there are additional implications to the risk of the neonate and decisions of potential maternal and child separation. In addition, healthcare providers spend increased time donning appropriate personal protective equipment when working with patients with SARS-CoV-2, which could lead to delays in care or changes in medical decision-making regarding procedures that may be necessary quickly, like a C-section. So these delays could result in unintended harms to the mother or the fetus. So here's the clinical pearl and the take-home message when somebody asks you, are you for or against universal testing? 
With arguments on both sides for risks and benefits, decisions regarding universal testing need to be made in the context of the regional prevalence of COVID-19 infection with recognition that a one-size-fits-all approach is unlikely to be justifiable. So that's the answer. It really does depend on the regional prevalence of disease. With time and increased availability of treatments and tests, universal screening for SARS-CoV-2 PCR may become more heavily favored. But women's healthcare providers and OBGYNs should remain aware of disease prevalence in their communities and consider universal screening of asymptomatic women on an ongoing basis as new hotspots or increased prevalence rates of COVID-19 are identified. As new data continue to emerge to guide practice, OBGYNs and all healthcare providers, especially those who care for women in labor, need to remain flexible as important participants in the natural response to this COVID-19 pandemic. And that's a wrap. Yep, that covers our quick review and synopsis of the editorial coming out soon in the Green Journal regarding universal testing for SARS-CoV-2. In the upcoming edition of Obstetrics and Gynecology, Miller's article out of Chicago from Northwestern will also be presented there. Remember, that was the article that quoted the 1.6% positive rate in asymptomatic women that carry COVID-19. Thanks for being part of our podcast family, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.